0: Everyone, welcome to the Downtown Brown Town podcast. I am your host, Jake Brown, otherwise known as Downtown Brown. Uh, Be sure to follow me on Twitter at downtown underscore brown and on Instagram at downtown underscore brown thirty three. Find the links to my Linktree account, which has my Spotify and Apple Podcast feeds on there. Once again, a new episode of the Downtown Brown Town podcast comes out every Thursday morning around 5 a.m. So be sure to check it out on Spotify and Apple podcasts and follow me on Twitter and Instagram to be up to date when the podcast is up and ready. So this episode here, uh, more of a traditional style episode, we're going to start with some Bucks news and then go into the uh, the Bucks epic win against the Miami Heat. Um, and then we're going to talk about the other two games that the Bucks played this week in a little bit more of a high-level overview. Then we'll look ahead at the upcoming schedule and the Eastern Conference standings, and go from there. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. We'll start with Bucks news. Um, Javon Carter has been signed by the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, he was released by the Brooklyn Nets after they signed Goran Dragic. So um Javon Carter is a Milwaukee buck um obviously you know he's played pretty well so far a uh, really good defensive guard uh who can hit the three at times he shot it fairly well for the Bucks so far in these couple games but uh he's fitting really well with this team and uh you know the bucks kind of just feasted off the two nets pickup or the the guys that the nets cut in uh Bembry and uh DeAndre Bembry and Javon Carter. Bucks signed them both, and they're making an impact on this team for sure. Uh, just coming in, playing hard-nosed defense, that's something that the Bucks needed. You know, we've really just struggled with effort, energy, especially off the bench. Um, and these guys coming in hungry, they want to win. They, they're excited to be with the champs. And uh, Javon Carter has been great. And I think DeAndre Bembry has been solid too. So, um, I mean, Carter had 10 points in the game against the Hornets. I mean, granted, there was a lot of garbage time in that game, but still he played pretty well and uh, he defended Lonzo Ball, Terry Rozier really well, face guarding guys, you know, picking them up full court. That's just, it's nice to have guys like that who are just going to come in and just play hard-nosed defense. You know, some people have been calling them a nickname already, the Bulldogs, uh, Bembry and uh, Carter, just because they're just really good defenders. I don't know if I love that. A name but like you know it speaks to just how well that they play on the defensive end so I think it's a really nice pick me up for this Bucks team who desperately just needed some energy needed a spark needed some other guys just to step up and certainly Carter and Bembry are doing that especially with injuries to a George Hill I mean Carter's our backup point guard right now and he certainly filled into that that uh that role well um and then uh and Bembry too. No, he's not a Pat Connaughton type player, but certainly he's got a lot of similar skill sets, minus the shooting that Pat has. He's a good off-ball cutter on offense. He's a really good defender. He's better defender than Pat is. Um, he, he can finish at the basket. I mean, he's just a really smart player. And uh, having these key injuries right now, you know, George Hill still being out, especially that one is hurting. But these guys are filling in. So really good stuff from them. Um, so George Hill, we heard from John horse that he was supposed to be back shortly after the all-star break, um, and coming into the game against the nets, the first game after the all-star break, Bud mentioned that, uh, he's going to be out at least another week. So, uh, George Hill, it's I mean, it's been close to a week already. He missed the last you know three games after the all-star break here along with multiple others. Um, you know, before the all-star break, but it doesn't sound like George Hill's coming back anytime soon. There was something interesting. Uh, So like on the Valley sports broadcast pre-game, they showed the injury report and they said that George Hill had neck surgery. I don't know if that's a mistake or not. Uh, I'll be interested to see what coach Bud says after the game. I'm sure someone's going to talk or ask him about that. Um, But yeah, I mean, no one mentioned that he had surgery. It's similar to what happened to Brooke Lopez. He had, he was deemed as having back soreness for like a month or two on the injury report. And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, Brooke Lopez just got back surgery. Like what? When did that happen? So like, I don't know if that actually happened because like the ESPN injury report still showed that George Hill was out for neck soreness. So I'm not quite sure what's going on. It's something to keep in mind. I just wanted to uh, let, let the listeners know here of... You know, something is uh, I don't know what's going on with George Hill, but, you know, when you're hearing this podcast, you know, tomorrow on Thursday, we we could end up hearing that, uh, um, you know, maybe it was surgery or maybe that was a mistake on the Valley broadcasts part. So, um, yeah, not quite sure what's going to happen there, but I'm sure I'll be tweeting it out once we do hear uh, what the what the news was. So uh, just something to keep in mind there with George Hill. Um, and then not really any other injury updates for a Pat Connaughton or Brooke Lopez. I mean, Brooke Lopez is, he did practice the other day. Um, and he's been seen around the facility more, uh, which is obviously a good thing. But again, coach Bud reiterated that, um, he's not close to returning. So, I mean, I think it's still going to be around the end of March could even leak into early April. Who knows at this point, it. I think they might just be being super cautious with him, just because they don't necessarily like 100% need him right now. Like they just need him for the playoffs, and and hopefully you can get at least five to six games in the regular season for him to kind of get back in the swing of things. Uh, but anyways, still no update with uh, Brook Lopez or Pat Connaughton there. But we will um, make sure to keep you updated and. Uh, let, let all everyone know what's going on with those guys when we hear more updates from them. So um, that is it for bucks news this episode. So let's go ahead and jump right into the game against the Miami heat. So um, what a crazy game. I mean, bucks come out play well in the first quarter shot the ball really, really well from three Bobby Portis hit a couple early threes. Chris Middleton was great in the first half. Uh, He had 21 points in the first half, excuse me, finished with 26 in the game, but really, really good stuff from Chris Middleton in the, uh, in the first half there. Uh, Giannis had a slow first half for sure. Seven points got into foul trouble early in the game, picked up two early fouls in the first quarter, and then also picked up his third foul. um, I think early on in the second quarter, can't quite remember. But, um, you know, Giannis was struggling there, but Chris certainly came to play and start that game. Grayson Allen had a nice first half as well. Um, and Bobby Portis, again, is continuing his hot streak from distance. So really, really good stuff from those guys. And, and, and Drew Holiday as well. R- nice first half from him. Overall, the Bucks finished the, the first quarter up 36 to 28. Um, on the Heat side, Duncan Robinson was great in the first half. Uh, five for six from three, but he only finished with 15 points. Didn't have a single point in the second half. Um, only attempted one basket in the second half and missed that three-pointer. Um, but he was certainly giving the Bucks problems. Chris Middleton started the game guarding Duncan Robinson, and he just got caught a couple times in some screens and just couldn't quite con- uh, be connected to um, to Duncan Robinson. And he was making the Bucks pay. So really good shooting from him. Tyler Hero had a game, 30 points, six for 10 from three. Uh, He was just outstanding in this game. He has had quite the year, um, probably the sixth man of the year for sure. I'd be surprised if anyone else won it at this point, unless he just fully collapses, but Tyler Hero was fantastic in his 35 minutes. He hit some really tough shots in the third quarter and the fourth quarter as well, really all game. I mean, he was outstanding. Gabe Vincent, 21 points for the heat. He has played really well in the absence of Kyle Lowry, who has missed a lot of games this year due to personal reasons. I'm not going to speculate on that. I hope everything goes well with, with him and what's going on in his personal life, but uh, Gabe Vincent has just really filled well. In, in that role for Kyle Lowry, 21 points, five for 11 from three, eight for 15 from the field. Um, bam, 18 points for him, but Jimmy Butler only had six PJ Tucker with seven Caleb Martin had a really good year for them. 12 points for Caleb two for three from three. Um, but I mean, the story of this game is the heat, you know, going into the early parts of the second half, they were 12 for 19 from three, just shooting the lights out. I mean, the bucks ended up uh, struggling in that second quarter, the heat got hot. They won the quarter by 10 to take a two point lead, uh, 66 to 64, uh, Miami going into half. And then to start the third quarter, Gabe Vincent hits three, three pointers s- straight. And they go on an 11 to two run to take a 11 point lead early in the third quarter. And you just felt like at that point, like, man, I'm not sure how the Bucks are going to be able to do to get back in this game and and they got right back into it. Bucks end up taking a lead uh at, towards the end of that third quarter. Um and, but Miami then took it back and won the quarter by 2 to take a four-point lead at the end of uh third quarter. Um and again to start the fourth, Miami was up 110 to 109. I think with like 8 minutes or so left in the game and uh the bucks then at that point go on a um i said one what was it one oh my god i completely blanked at what the score was 111 to i can't even remember but they were just up um what 12 points at that point 110 to 99 yeah it was 110 to 99 so the bucks went on a uh 21 to 8 run at that point to to win the game by one i mean what what an unbelievable stretch there bucks only giving up 8 points to the heat in about 7 to 8 minutes in the game i mean that is just outstanding i mean the heat missed a lot of shots at, at certain points i mean they only had 10 turnovers in the game but still they finished 21 for 44 from 3 that's 48% that's really good shooting from distance i mean they they outshot the bucks from 3 bucks were 14 for 36 so the Heat, you know, were 21 points up in the three-point column in this game, which a lot of times you're not going to win a game like that um, against a really, really good team. Um, and, you know, Miami is certainly known for their defense, um, but I don't think that they gave the Bucks a whole lot of problems defensively in this game. I mean, sure, they were without Kyle Lowry, one of their best defenders, but they still have P.J. Tucker, Jimmy Butler, Bam out of Bio in that starting lineup. I mean, that's a really good defensive unit and Caleb Martin coming off the bench. That guy is a very, very good defender. So um, but anywho, I mean, they didn't really, the Bucs were getting to their spots. I mean, sure. We struggled at times, but I mean, the Bucs had 12 turnovers in the game. It wasn't too high compared to some of the games that they've had recently. But again, um, just, I don't think that the Miami heat defense was anything to really that really just caused the Bucks a lot of problems. I mean, sure. Giannis struggled in the first half, but he still finished with 28 points, nine for 20 from the field, uh, nine of 11 from the free throw line, 17 rebounds, five assists, two steals and a block for Giannis. I mean, he still got his stats, you know, like sure. The heat do give him more problems than any other team, uh, in the NBA, but he still got 28 points. I mean, they don't have an answer for Giannis. I mean, Bam is a good defender, but he can't guard Giannis one-on-one. P.J. Tucker as well, great defender, great player. I still wish he was on this Bucks team, as you all know, um, said it all year. But he can't guard Giannis one-on-one. I mean, the Heat are known to double Giannis whenever we play them, and they really like to press Chris Middleton um, and get in his face, certainly like the Toronto Raptors as well. But, I mean, Chris Middleton had a great game. I mean, he was making shots. He ended up eight for 20 from the field, which isn't great, but still four for eight from three, really solid for him. 26 points for Chris against the Miami Heat. I'm not going to take that for granted at all. Um, that's a really nice performance from Chris Middleton. Um, so, I mean, the Bucks' big three and Bobby Portis is kind of what they've been relying on for scoring lately. And that was certainly the case in this game. I mean, the Bucks finished with 17 bench points. That's not great. I mean, that's kind of been the story here the last month or so. And you know, especially when Pat Connaughton has been out and George Hill. But, you know, you get your main scoring from from your starting unit, specifically our big four and Giannis, Chris, Drew, and Bobby. You know, Giannis with 28, Chris with 26, Drew with 25, Bobby with 15. I mean, that's you gotta have those guys score, or this Bucks team is gonna have a hard time winning games. Um, so Drew Holiday obviously was the, uh, the, clutch, the clutch man in this game. Hits the game-winning shot on a layup um, with about 1.9 seconds left at the end there. Uh, driving to his left and, and hit a layup off the glass with his right, uh, right hand. Um, really, really great game from Drew. He is shooting so well this season. Uh, 41% from three is a, a career high for him. Again, twenty-five points in this game. Eight for seventeen from the field. Three of eight from three. Hits all six of his free throws. Eleven assists for Drew. Six rebounds. Two steals. Man, he's just been outstanding this season. Uh, clearly deserved to be an All Star, um, and he has just been fantastic. What a great game from him! I mean, he's been shooting the ball against so well. And after that game against the Nets, where the Bucks missed twelve free throws and eight in the fourth quarter. Uh, They've shot the ball really, really well from the free throw line, 24 for 27 in this game um, against the Hornets at one point on Monday. I was at that game, by the way, that was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Got to avenge the terrible Denver game I was at when we lost by 30 um, or something like that. I don't even remember what the score was, but um, Bucks won big in that Hornets game. and I think they were 26 for 26 from the free throw line at one point in time. Um, until Lindell Wigginton missed, uh, in, he missed four free throws, and um, Thanasis missed one. So we ended up 32 for 37 in that game. So really nice uh, pick up from the Bucks after struggling from the free throw line, which cost them that game and against the Nets on Saturday. But you know what? Bucks are are certainly uh, this could be a statement win for them. You know, big time win against a really really good team. Uh, it felt like a playoff game for sure. Um, the crowd was rocking. the you know the heat were playing hard. They play hard in those defense. Coach Spo's always got that team buzzing. Uh, the bucks, again, just it felt like it was just one of those games that we weren't gonna win. Um, and then uh, they were just able to get it done. and credit to them for for sticking with it. I mean, this is a like this is a, the win that the bucks needed close win against a really good team just to get this team kickstarted a little more and just start winning some games. I mean, again, we've got the hardest remaining schedule to end the season. The Bucks got to just maintain their spot in the standings and not slide too far down. I mean, a win like this certainly helps. Um, I don't think we're going to catch the heat at the one seed, but you know what? Just getting a big time win like this. Giannis coming through big in the fourth quarter against the team that he struggled against the most drew in the game winner, just some really nice plays at the end there. This is going to rally this bucks team. I'm, I'm really excited to see how they come out um, in these next handful of games here. Cause I just think this is exactly what they needed. And uh, things are trending up for Milwaukee for sure. Um, Especially, you know, getting Javon Carter and Deandre Bembry certainly helps this team right now. Um, I thought Serge Ibaka played really well in the first half. Didn't have much of an impact in the second half, but, you know, he ended up finishing the game. Uh, It felt like he had one block. They didn't record him for a block, but he, he was affecting shots at the rim Uh, you know, three for eight from the field with eight points. It's not, not terrible for Serge hits one of his four three pointers. That's not great. Uh, But I think he's starting to fit in a little bit better. I don't love what I've seen from him all the time. I think he's, he, he doesn't look like he has the athleticism that, oh, sorry. I was looking at the wrong box score here um, for Serge Ibaka. Uh, he had four points on two for three from the field, all of one from three, six boards. Didn't also didn't have a block, which I swear he had one, but anyways um, I think Serge is certainly played better in this game. I just think it's taken him some time to get accustomed with this team a little bit, finding his role, just playing with this, all these guys is certainly different for him. Um, Having a guy like Giannis out there, you know, sometimes he's out there with Bobby trying to figure out how that's going to work, but I'm not too worried about him. I mean, I don't think he's been great, but I don't think he's been terrible either. Um, Sometimes it just takes some time for these guys when they join new teams to make an impact. So you know, the, the bucks needed a big at the end of the day and, and sure they traded Dante DiVincenzo away, who is certainly a a decent player who can score off the bench. I mean, he's had some decent games with the Kings. He can give you 10 points, any game off the bench. Sometimes he's due for 15. Sometimes he's going to give you five or three points or two, you know, it's very up and down with Dante, but, um, you know, certainly he would help the bucks right now, but I think the Bucks just really, really needed a big who can play some minutes. And I think it was worth the trade as it is. So let's look at it this way. The Bucks got rid of Dante, who was, you know, decent. Um, Rodney Hood, who was trash. And Shemi Ojale, who was straight garbage. Um, and the two of those three players, and Hood and Ojale, just weren't playing. They were just taking you know, real estate up on the bench. Um, You flip those three guys and you get Serge Ibaka, Javon Carter, and DeAndre Bembry. Now I know that we didn't trade for Javon Carter, DeAndre Bembry, but, you know, we opened up roster spots by getting rid of those three guys and only acquiring Ibaka in the trade. And we had to fill the roster with two more guys at least. So Buck's getting Bembry and Carter. I mean, that that three for three swap the bucks got clearly better in that swap and they also got two second round picks in the trade for Ibaka so you know that I I tweeted it out the other day like the bucks certainly got better after the trade deadline and the buyout market I mean the buyout market wasn't great but we got two of the better players out there Goran Dragic was the main prize um that I, whatever I mean I would have liked him on the Bucks but that guy's an asshole anyway so whatever go join the stupid Nets um, I can just hate him even more because um, I was never a fan of him but um, you know the Bucks got better DeAndre Bembry was probably the second best guy in the buyout market and, and Javon Carter is nothing to sneeze at so I really like how this Bucks team is looking going forward and I think these moves are more geared towards the regular season but. You know what? The regular season's important at this point. Bucks got to just keep winning games, build winning habits, and get some momentum going into the playoffs. It's hard to flip the switch and just be like, okay, it's playoffs. We're going to start caring now and just beating teams. That doesn't work that way. I mean, you got to just build winning habits, get some wins, win some close games, get confidence, and get ready for a long playoff run. We obviously saw the Bucks in some ways flip the switch last year. They didn't play well in the first two games of the net series. And they, you know, they grinded out game three. Um, but I, you know, that's last year, obviously the bucks proved that they can win and they battled a lot of adversity in the playoffs, but that doesn't mean they're going to do it again. You know, the bucks that that means that they can do it, but you never know what's going to happen. You know, anything can happen in the playoffs. So I just think it's really important to get on a positive swing here. And I really like this Bucks roster at this point with Carter, Bembry and Ibaka coming in. Um, hopefully we can get George Hill back soon, Pat Connaughton and, and Brooke Lopez. And, and we, we will see what this Bucks team looks like at that point. But statement win for sure against the Heat. Bucks really needed this one. And a um, good way to end the week in terms of the Downtown Browntown podcast. My the weeks, you know, are like Tuesday to Wednesday or Thursday through Wednesday. So really nice win to end it off here. Again, as I mentioned, the Bucks also played on Monday, just shellacked the Charlotte Hornets, 130 to 106. Really fun game. I was there as I mentioned earlier. Um, really solid game from a lot of guys, you know, Giannis with 26, Bobby with 20, Drew with 21, Chris with 19. Again, that's our scoring right there. I mean, we had more bench scoring in the game. Javon Carter had 10 points, two of five from three. Uh, nice game from him. Um, but you know, it was a lot of garbage time at the end. I mean, Thanassis finished this with seven points. I mean, Wiggington with three. So, really, I'm not gonna look at the increased bench production in this game and, and think anything of it because I mean the Bucks starters didn't play much. I mean, Giannis led the way with the starters with 28 minutes, so um that was a nice one for the bucks to get. I mean, the Hornets uh, beat the bucks two games in Charlotte uh, in January, they were back-to-back games uh, with a day of rest in between. Um, so this Hornets team, even going back to last year where they beat the bucks two games out of three, they've given the bucks problems. Um, and they just certainly played really well against them. Guys like Terry Rozier have been known to be a bucks killers in the past. Um, and uh, Lamelo Ball certainly played well against the Bucks this year as well. So, but you know, after the th- first quarter was 32 to 32, and it was all Bucks at that point. They finished the second quarter. Uh, the second quarter ended up 44 to 21. So the Bucs took a 23 point lead into halftime, and uh, it was sayonara from there. So that one was certainly a game you felt nervous about. Uh, Charlotte, you know, losing 10 out of 12 coming into that game, a tough back, a tough loss the night before in overtime against Detroit buzzer beater by the one and the only Kelly Olenek. Um, But luckily the Hornets were able to to struggle again and Bucks get a big win there. Um, And then the last game this past week was that Nets game on Saturday, coming back from the all-star break. Bucks choked this one terribly they should have won. I mean, they lose 126 to 123. Again, Bucks missed tw- 13 free throws in the game, eight in the fourth quarter, 14 turnovers, had some crucial ones late in the game. It was the, basically the same game as the Philadelphia game right before the All-Star break. The Bucks just gave the game to the other team, and that was just really frustrating, like you, you, you were hoping that the Bucs would come out strong, get a nice win against a, an injured Nets team. I mean, Kevin Durant didn't play no, no Ben Simmons. I mean, they had Kyrie Irving who went off with 38 points, but I mean, they were missing a lot of guys and that was certainly one you wanted to get, but luckily the Bucks rebounded with two big time wins against Charlotte and Miami um, to close out our week here. And uh, we're moving on to a couple more tough games coming up. So uh, coming in this next week of games, we got four games before we'll record next uh, Friday night. The Bucks are in Chicago. Um, that's gonna be a uh, that's gonna be a fun game. Obviously, the whole Grayson Allen fiasco that happened uh, in January when the hard flagrant foul two on Caruso, which got the one game suspension for Grayson and Allen, and uh, Caruso ended up fracturing his wrist. He he still won't be in the game. Uh, along with Lonzo Ball. So those Bulls fans, I'm expecting them to boo Grayson Allen every single time he has the ball. It's going to be electric in in that Chicago, in, in the United Center. They're, those fans are going to be ready to go. Um, that Bulls team is, is playing well. So certainly going to be a tough game. Uh, the Bulls will be energized after what happened. I'm sure the Bucks will come out hard. Um, and again, hopefully this Miami win kind of just gives them some momentum going forward. But Certainly a tough game for the Bucks uh, to win there, but uh, I think we match up really well with Chicago, so uh, that's going to be a fun one to watch. Again, six thirty on Friday on ESPN, Bucks at Chicago Bulls, two seed in the East, so it's a big, big game for the Bucks. They've got three more games against the Bulls, counting that one to close the season. Um, then you got Sunday on ABC, two thirty Central Time, Bucks Suns rematch of the NBA Finals. Uh, the last time the Suns were in Milwaukee, they lost Game Six of the Finals to the Bucks, to for the Bucks to win their first championship in 50 years. So that's going to be a big game for the Bucks. Obviously, uh, we lost to the Suns uh, fairly recently on the road, lost by 24. Um, but the Suns team looks a little different now. Chris Paul uh, fractured his thumb and is out six to eight weeks, so he is not going to play in this game. And uh, also Devin Booker could be out. He entered the health and safety protocols. Pretty rare thing here. We haven't seen a player enter the health and safety protocols in, in in quite some time here. So uh, Devin Booker that happened today on Wednesday as I'm recording. So um, I think the chances of him playing in the game against the Bucks are fairly slim, but he's got a chance. I mean, he's got to record two negative tests within a 24 hour window. So So really, it's either he's got to record those tests on Thursday and Friday, Friday or Saturday, Saturday or Sunday. Like, if it comes down to it, if he his second test clears on Sunday, like, is he really going to play in that game? You know, just after missing half a week of games, I'm not quite sure. But I mean, I kind of hope he misses the game because the Bucs just need to keep getting wins. So again, that's going to be a big game. The Suns could look different, but. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Still, The Suns are still a good team. They're getting Cameron Payne back, who's missed the last 16 games. They're going to play hard. They want to beat the Bucs in Milwaukee after we uh, ended their season uh, with the Bucks being the NBA champions and the Suns going home uh, as run- runners-up. So that's going to be a fun one to watch. Then the Bucks Tuesday, go to Oklahoma City to play the Thunder on the road. And then there's a back-to-back, they fly back to Milwaukee to play the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday. So I'll be recording my game or my next podcast after that Atlanta Hawks game. So tough back-to-back there, flying to OKC, got to fly back to Milwaukee and play the Atlanta Hawks. That's going to be a tough, tough two uh, game stretch there. I mean, hopefully the Bucs can go three and one at minimum in this stretch, but you know, two and two certainly possible. We'll see what happens there, but that's what the schedule schedules looking like here uh, to, to uh, for the next week. And then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take a peek at the Eastern conference standings as we do in each episode here. So the bucks now 38 and 25 uh, sit at fourth place in the East uh, a one and a half games up from the Cleveland Cavaliers in the fifth seed. They're struggling a little bit. They've lost a couple of games. Two in a row now, five and five in their last 10. Uh, Darius Garland has missed a few games for them. He did just return in their game uh, Wednesday, but they got shellacked by the Hornets by 21. So thank you, Hornets, for losing to the Bucks and now beating the Cavs to help us out. Much appreciated there. Um, so the Cavs are sitting in the five seed, and the sixth seed is the Boston Celtics at 37 and 27. Uh, they are also a game and a half out, uh from the bucks so uh bucks in there the 4 seed one game behind philadelphia at the 3 seed uh 38 and 23 then you have got the bulls uh, a game and a half up on the bucks at the 2 seed 39 and 23 and then the heat still at the 1 seed 41 and 22 bucks are three games back from them so um at this point anything can happen but it certainly feels like if you're going to get a top 4 seed that's where, like you're going to want to be in the top four because, I mean, barring anything too crazy, it looks like, you know, the Heat Bulls and the 76ers are going to be in that top three for sure. And, and the Bucks certainly have their case to be in the top four. Um, so, I mean, all those like the Heat Bulls and the 76ers, like they will be in the top four. That four team, right now it's looking like it'll be the Bucks, but anything can happen. So, but if you're in that spot, you know, you're looking at a Cleveland, a Boston, a Toronto, as as your first round opponent, and that's certainly a lot more favorable than uh, a Brooklyn Nets, who could be, you know, they're the eighth seed right now. If the the Heat were the one and they had to play Brooklyn as the eighth seed, um, in uh, in the first round, I mean, that would just suck. That is not what you want. I mean, Kevin Durant is coming back. He's playing against the Heat on Thursday. So he'll be back. Ben Simmons is still out. He's got some back soreness, so not sure when he'll be back. But clearly, I mean, Kyrie Irving is is going to be playing in home games for them sooner rather than later. So that is not a team you want to play in the first round. Um, So whoever you know, those top two seeds, they could end up getting screwed and having to play the Nets. Um, I mean, sure, the Nets could climb up the standings. They're 32 and 21. Uh, They're six games back from the Bucks. I mean. Barring anything crazy, it looks like the Bucs aren't going to end up playing the Nets in the first round, which would just be a huge win. Um, You really want to avoid the Nets, 76ers, and the Heat in the first round. Um, 76ers are looking real good with James Harden joining that team. Uh, They're certainly in the championship contention, but obviously the East is super congested right now. Two huge wins for the Bucks here to just keep themselves in that four spot, uh, which is looking really solid at this point. So, uh, gotta be happy with that. And uh, the schedule will starting to lighten up after these next two games. I mean, OKC in Atlanta is not terrible. It's still a hard back to back. Then you got Golden State, who has really struggled of late. Draymond Green will not play in that game. Utah. I mean, we always lose in Utah, so that that could be a loss, but then you got Sacramento, Minnesota, the Bulls, Washington. I mean, those are some easier games, you know, minus the Bulls. So certainly, it's looking a little bit more favorable for the Bucks after a couple a tough, two tough losses to Philly and Brooklyn. But um, it's exciting right now. This team is starting to play better. Big statement win against the Heat. Got some better role players, um, and the Bucks are ready to make a run here. So. I'll be with you to cover it all. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Again, please make sure to follow me on Twitter at downtown underscore Brown, not Instagram at downtown underscore Brown 33. Uh, Thanks again, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this one. And as always, go Bucks.